You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. It's your boy, Drake, and you know what time it is. It is Saturday, whether you're listening to this early in the morning, the afternoon, Hopefully not too late night because we are here. We are back with Mr. Daniel Wheeler, the fullback himself, Mr. At Freight out of Vegas with the picks for today. Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. Drake, What's up, how you doing, buddy? I'm how doing good, doing? man. I'm doing good. Your beer looks luscious today, my guy. How's Dude, it going? I'm trying to just trying to get as luscious as you, you know? Hey, listen, but, man. Um, but, we're, but we're not here for beer, for, you know, for beer treatment, for beer care. Shout out cool. Manscaped, you know, you know, sense of sponsorship. But <laughs> Danny. Let's start it off. Where do you want to go first in your card? Let's um, we're going to start this one off hot, get people going uh, to start with last week. You know, we were both, I think, seven, seven and one a little interesting there. So not not the worst we could have been, not the best. I'm going to get us started here with my super dog. Uh, I'm going to Florida International plus ten and a half. Last week, they were up 27 to 10 against Central Michigan going into the fourth quarter. They actually had a 95% win expectancy. They had an 86% win expectancy against Texas State earlier this year at the start of the first fourth quarter. They lost a turnover battle by three, ended up losing a heartbreaker in overtime. So I think they're a better one and three team than they're getting credit. And also, I touched on this a little bit last week on the pod. Anytime a team's playing a week after they play a triple option team, that's tough. The legs are gone a little bit. Florida Atlantic played at Air Force last week in the uh, altitude. Might have a little effect on them. <laughs> Their offensive numbers, I think, are boosted a little bit, too. They played Fordham. They had 550 yards. They had 32 first downs. They did anything they wanted against them. If you look at their other Division One games, their offense stats aren't as gaudy. And being a Florida State guy, I'm always willing to bet against Willie Taggart and Nicozy Perry. Everyone knows Willie. Perry's the old Miami quarterback. So anytime I can do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chance and I'm gonna dabble on it. So I love Florida International plus ten and a half as my super dog. Yeah. My only problem with that is one, I don't know how he did it, and we can, you know, land bass will talk as much as we want. He's actually getting a lot of really good play at Nicozy Perry, maybe yeah, he is. Sunshine, which is like it's something, and I know the Fordham game boosts stats a little bit, but Taggart also played a really good offensive game, you know, for their standards against University of Florida in week one. So that's like another thing to hold on to your hat. And I will say one stat that Taggart actually is better in against uh, Bush Davis is the spread. Will Taggart is 8-7 and seven against the spread since he got, got to FAU. Since Bush Davis actually got to FIU, he is, I have it right here. Give me one second. He is 21 and 25. Ooh, okay. So, so, so I'm easy. actually going to go with someone like, between the two. I have a lot more faith in Willie to cover that spread at FAU. I think he finally has found a spot where he, I think he's more of a group of five. And if you ever remember during the University of Florida game, he understood like, hey, like I went to FSU, got my dream job too early. I didn't focus on the relationships or development. But also, like, FIU just sucks, dude. FIU is not a really, really good team. And I think FAU, they're actually going to compete probably for the Conference USA conference, uh, title probably by the end of the year. So, to me, give me FAU. I know it's Willie Taggart. I know, I know, folks. But 
with our odds are at odds. Follow the boy. Follow Danny. If you want to go with FIU at plus 10 and a half, you can ride with me at minus 10 and a half. You know, ride our odds when we're at odds. Now, Danny, let's go away from that. Let's be a little more simpatico with our picks. Let okay. us go to your next pick. My next pick. Well, if we did odds at odds, we might as well do the double down, right? Of might course. Well just get it, get it of going. course. Of course. Get the good vibes flowing here. Positive vibes only. I'm rocking with Cincinnati. And I hope you're rocking with Cincinnati because that's what we talked about for our double down. I apologize on behalf of me and Drake for our UNC pick last week. We're going to make it right here. Um, there are two things that actually worry me about this, though. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame's D.C., is obviously familiar with a lot of their personnel. He went against them every spring, every stuff like that. That could play into it. And then they had a slow start. I mean, they were down – they went into halftime 7-7 with Murray State, which was just unacceptable, and they went down 14-0 to Indiana. Notre Dame's a different class than those two. Uh, I hope, really hope they – learn their lesson here but that defense is just disgustingly good they already have 14 pass breakups this year to go along with their six picks Notre Dame had three turnovers against Toledo I don't think there's a bona fide stud on that offense outside of Williams who hasn't really been producing this year I don't know where they're going to go and I was wrong about Notre Dame uh, last week I was on Wisconsin so if it hits me twice in a row I'll live with it but I think that Wisconsin game's getting a little overweighted. And I think a lot of people are forgetting they were down 13-10 in the fourth quarter, and they got a kickoff return and two pick sixes. So I'm thinking that's going to be in a lot of betters' minds, like, oh, you know, they just beat Wisconsin pretty good. But they only had 248 yards offense against Wisconsin, who these are the two best defenses they're going to see all year. And in their games against Purdue and Florida State, they won, but they were outgained in both of them. There's just a lot of red flags here, and I'm on Cincinnati, and probably would be my biggest bet of the weekend. And I also am on Cincinnati because you were right, Danny. This is the Drake and Danny double down of the weekend because I think I've, I have bet against Notre Dame in every single game outside of the Purdue game because I didn't get it in on time and the Wisconsin game. So, so far, I'm 3-0 when I'm picking, picking Notre Dame. Good, yeah. yeah, so to me, this is a game where I think Cincinnati, they made a statement by being Indiana the week, week, after, week, uh, week before. And then also, this is a big game for them to like solidify that, hey, the group of five deserves a spot in the CFP. And also, their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, is just that much better than Jack Cohn, who from rumblings, I mean, some they're look, the fan base is looking for Zach Pine or was it Tyler Buckner's the other quarterback yeah. there? Yeah. And they're all, and the running game, which was supposed to be a strength, has not produced at all whatsoever. So it's not there. Yeah. It's not. So I'm taking Cincinnati money line as well, folks. Cincinnati money line is the Drake and Danny certified double down of the weekend at minus 125 as is recording. And folks, I am excited for that because trust me, Cincinnati is very good, and Notre Dame needs to lose a game soon. They've been really close a lot of the year, and it's about that time. It's about that time. Now, Danny, let's do bankroll builder, baby. Uh, my bankroll builder for this week. Little fun showmanship here. Uh, if you know me, anything about college basketball, you already know where this is going. Folks, for those of you that can't see, because this is an audio-only medium as of right now, Danny is waving around frantically like a madman, a Nevada Wolfpack flag. He is riding with Nevada. Are you taking them? So what are we That's doing here, right. Danny? This is the bankroll builder. I don't hear dogs barking this week. I hear wolves howling. 
Nevada Wolf Pack is going to come out and do the dang thing against Boise State. Boise State beat Utah State 27-3 last week. They were outgained by Utah State, which really shouldn't happen. That's not a very good football team. Utah State had missed field goals of 41 and 36 yards. They made a 20-yarder, so they were in the red zone. They were moving the ball. Utah State also threw a pick at the one-yard line, at Boise State's one-yard line right outside the end zone, and they turned their ball over at their own 15 on a strip side. There's a lot of plays there that changed the momentum of the game that Utah State – it was an ugly game, but Utah State held their own. Elijah Cooks, who's their big red zone threat, is actually out for the season, but they have four other targets that have over 125 yards already receiving this year. They still have Dobbs and Turner, who probably the best one-two combo in all of group of five on the outside there. I think people are forgetting Nevada also beat a Cal team. They're one and three right now, but Cal's losses came to a very good Washington team in overtime, and they lost to TCU 34-32 because they missed a two-point conversion. This Boise team's been playing with fire the whole time. It looked like they were close against UCF. They got doubled up in yardage. They had a 100-yard pick six. And Boise State's actually been outgaining every game this year except UTEP. They still gave up, I think, 350 yards to UTEP, and UTEP had six turnovers. I don't know if you can really trust this team too much, but I know I can trust Nevada. I know I can trust Carson Strong to go in there and throw the ball around. Give me Nevada. I think right now they're plus 200. And obviously, as I say every week with my bankroll builder, if I'm telling you to take them on the money line, take them. I think they're plus six or plus six and a half right now as well. So that's where I'm going for the bankroll builder. Let's hope it hits this week. So I do want to ask, and just be really quick with this one, Danny. Haven't we taken Nevada before? And like Western Kentucky, you you know, you're, you're darling. They burned us the last time we took them on the, on the regular picks. Not the bankroll builder, but the regular picks. Because they played Kansas State. Yes. They lost. Yes. But I believe I also had them when they played Cowboys. So I'm trusting my boys here. And I went with Kansas State because their quarterback was out. I thought it was a prime position. It wasn't. Hey, listen, listen, man. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your money. But I will tell you that I will give you all the positive vibes. But I will not be riding with you on the Nevada game. Jay Norvell, the head coach of Nevada, is a very, very good at what he does. Carson Strong, the quarterback at Nevada, is definitely going to be drafted. And he's he's kind of like this year's Jordan Love, a group of five QB that has all the intangibles and that someone's going to reach for in the first round. So, folks, if you want to ride with Danny, take Nevada at plus six right now. And you know what? I'm actually also going to – I'm going to have a play on this game. It's not going to be either of those. I'm going to take the total. I'm going to take the under at 58 and a half. Okay. Don't hate that. I don't hate that. 58 and a half. Now, Danny, I know that there are some servicemen out there that you're a huge fan of this weekend. Army. This week, I was on them heavy last week. This week, the line jumped up today. It wasn't minus seven, jumped up to minus nine. Word came out that their quarterback will be playing this week. Originally, they thought he wasn't going to be playing. Left shoulder injury, but he's toughing through it. Ball State last week gave up 272 yards rushing to Toledo. Against FBS teams, they're giving up 230 yards per game. They already lost 44 to 13 to Penn State. They got their teeth kicked in by Wyoming, 45 to 12. I think Army's going to be able to run the ball. Miami of Ohio struggles to score the ball. I think this could be a beatdown. Army is this season they beat Georgia State, who was 
should have beat Auburn. That's a different story. They beat Western Kentucky, who everyone knows how I think about my Hilltoppers. They were up 42-0 against UConn. And I apologize. I said they were playing Miami, Ohio this week. They were playing Ball State. Last week, they played Miami, Ohio. Only gave up 230 yards, and that included an 80-yard touchdown pass. Take that away. They gave up 150 yards. I think Armin goes in and does the does the dang thing. Nine-point road favorite. No worries in my mind. Cadets are going to make it up to me. Minus nine, Army. Lock it in. Yeah. Danny, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to ride with you in this one. I actually do like this one a lot. I'm not, it's not double down worthy, but I think Army over the course of the season actually has performed really, really well ATS. Jeff Munkin always gets his boys ready to play at Army. Ball one State. of my favorite coaches. Out he's a really, really damn good head coach. I think he's been there for what now, like eight years Long, now at this point? I think it's coming up on a decade, and his teams are always prepared, always ready mm-hmm. to go. I mean, he's 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 the coach that, you know, you want a program. He brings such stability and sound fundamentals and very sound defensive play in. Ball State, I mean, it's – Ball State's a very trendy pick for people when Mac when Maxim starts, and folks, trust me, we will have a lot of Maxim. You know, when Maxim sure starts, we are we are huge fanatics of the the, the was a Tuesday Wednesday night football uh, yeah. that happens in the Midwest. And the best is when we get uh when we mix in that we get Maxim and Sun Belt on the same. Oh, you night. mean fun, you mean Fun Belt? You mean Fun Belt? Maxim Fun Belt exactly. Fun belt. exactly. Uh, so so the folks ride with us. Take Army at this as of this recording. It's a minus nine, and then with the news about the quarterback. I want to say that's going to keep moving up probably to minus 10. When yeah, it jumped starts. up, jumped up a couple points today. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's going to cross the 10. It might get up to 10, but I'd be surprised if it goes above 10. Yeah. I think 10 is going to be, the, it's going to be at work and be at kickoff. So folks lock that in as you can at minus nine. Okay, Danny, before we get to the six shooter and then wrap it up and send people off, off on their way. I know that there's a particular team out there that me personally, I have put them out in the graveyard. I will not be touching them at all, period. But I know you uh, you have sort of a sick and toxic relationship with them, so to speak. So the floor is yours because I will not be touching this at all whatsoever because they're dead to me. Danny, let the people know. Um, if you guys have ever heard this podcast, you know you should know exactly where I'm going with this. Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Plus ten and a half. It's not my. It's not my um, bankroll builder this week, so it's almost guaranteed that they hit on the money line. Plus ten and a half. Man, Michigan State came off a big emotional win that they didn't cover because they kicked a field goal on third and goal in overtime. That's a whole other story. But man, they got they got outgained by two hundred yards against Nebraska. The only reason that game even went to overtime is a late punt return. I'm going to keep this quick, short, simple. Everyone knows my things on it. Western Kentucky plus 10. That's my two-unit play of the week. And if you're feeling frisky, sprinkle the money line. That's all I'm going to say about that. Drake, you don't need to say how much you hate the Hilltoppers or how they're dead to you. We'll just move on to our six shooters here. I don't hate them. I just, you know, I'm just not taking them for a specific, you know, reason. I mean, they covered the line. They covered the spread, but – um. Both yeah, times no. I gave them as the bankroll. Hey, 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 hey. No, the no, 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 no. We gave them enough time on the show. We're over, you know, we're over the time. Cause remember we do have Max's tweet, tweet, tweets. Uh, Ooh, we still tweet, have tweet, them tweet. yet. We were not be able, we're not able to discuss them yet, but hopefully, you know, once it comes in there, we got Max tweet, tweet, tweets to send us off right before we go to our six shooter. What's up folks. Happy to cut in. Usually you'd say, sorry, but I'm not because you all get to hear, my beautiful voice and get to hear me make the sound that has become synonymous with Max's early birds. And that is tweet, tweet, tweet. 
They're here, folks. They are here. I've got some picks for you. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you know what I'm about to say. If you haven't, well, let me just let you know, I am officially retired from gambling. However, I love making picks. I, I do. So let's rock and roll with it, folks. The reason I tell you I'm retired from gambling is because it's important that you know I don't track these picks. I'm not putting money on them. I'm just putting my reputation on them. And frankly, I don't care that much what people think. But, eh, you know, follow them if you want or don't if you don't. I'm going to bring you Max's Early Birds. These are all noon games. These are ones to get your day started. Now, if I'm right, you'll start your day on a high note. If I'm wrong, well, shouldn't have listened to me. Now you're starting your day on a low note. Don't know what to tell you. Let's go first to the state of North Carolina Tobacco Road. We've got Duke at North Carolina, a minus 19 and a half North Carolina. Oh, Duke is bad at football, folks. They're almost as bad at football now as they're probably going to be at basketball with Coach K leaving. I will take pleasure in both of those. So I'm not going to take a spread here because I could see a backdoor cover, but I think Sam Howell is going to come out pissed off and swinging. I would hit the over of 72 and a half here. I could legitimately see this being like a 66 to six game or Duke kind of doing their part and it being like a 45, 21. I guess that wouldn't get you, that wouldn't get you over, but you get what I'm saying. Like a 55, 21 type game. I think it's going to be really high scoring with North Carolina doing the most scoring. I just don't like huge spreads like that. So North Carolina over 72 and a half. That's my first one. My second one is going right up the road from Tallahassee to my father's alma mater, Georgia Tech. This is an insult to Jeff Goff and all that he's been building. Dave and I constantly say that Georgia Tech is the team that we are most afraid of in the Atlantic Coast Conference. You think, Max, sounds a little bizarre. You're afraid of Georgia Tech? What about Clemson? What about Miami? Just kidding. None of you said what about Miami. But I legitimately worry about Georgia Tech in the future. Look, that city is huge. It's got a lot of talent, not just in Atlanta proper, but all out through the suburbs surrounding it. I mean, the metro area of Atlanta is literally half of the state of Georgia population-wise. So if he can really make it kind of like the U was in the 80s, you know, the, the team of Atlanta, he could build something. Now, you've got a team that took uh, Clemson down to the wire. You've got a team coming off of beating North Carolina last week. And, you know, a lot of people would say, okay, maybe this is a letdown spot, but Pittsburgh's also been all over the board. I mean, both of these teams seem a bit inconsistent, but Georgia Tech seems like they were building, building, building. Then they had their almost famous moment. And I think they continue it this week. I think a home dog at plus three, they're just asking you to take Georgia Tech here. So go with the Yellow Jackets plus three in a noon game. I think they beat Pittsburgh outright, but, when it's only 125 on the VIG, I don't see a need to tempt fate with the money line. Take your field goal, have the push opportunity, and take Georgia Tech plus three. Last early bird is going to go to the Lone Star State. We are going to look at Texas TCU. I think that this one is one where they're really playing on your public perception. What are you thinking about Texas right now? University of Texas, go. First thought, word association. Was it disappointing? Was it not ready for the SEC? I bet that's where your head went because you probably stopped following them. People are talking about Texas like they are having this massive implosion of a year. 
They're three and one. They had one loss, and yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, they got shellacked, but it was against a team that's now beaten Texas A&M. That loss is aging very well, and their wins have been pretty solid. They, in fact, are the ninth best offense, according to ESPN's FPI, and they're going up against the TCU team with the 108th ranked defense. Folks, it's ninth best offense, 108th ranked defense. On the other side of the ball, the Horn Frogs may be the 34th best offense, but Texas is right in the mix with the 50th best defense. So that kind of cancels out, and you have a massive disparity on the other side of the ball. Four points? Are you kidding me? No. Texas just beat Texas Tech 70 to 35. Before that, they beat Rice's head in 58 to zero. They stomped the Raging Cajuns, who are ranked 23rd in the country, by the way, in their opener, 38 to 18. Take out the law, the 19-point loss to a very good Arkansas team. It's a no-brainer here, folks. Four points. Take that to the bank. I don't do units because, like I said, I'm retired. But if I were and I were like Danny and I wasn't giving you just my early birds, well, yeah, I'd throw a three-unit play on this. This is a no-brainer. Texas, minus four. That is my lock of the day for you. I hope you all like my early birds. I'm going to go tweet, tweet, tweet off into the sunset now. Drive to Tallahassee. Go watch the Syracuse game. Guys, back to you and listeners. Thanks for being here. Hopefully this was on video for the first time. I love you. Hope you love me. Go Knowles, baby. Danny, the beauty about gambling, it's like an MMA fight. You don't, you don't throw and pray. You aim and you fire. You want to make sure that your bullets land where you want and make the picks the best for ourselves and our audience. So, Danny, you got one minute. One minute to give us your six best picks straight from the hip. Ready? All right, I'm keeping it under a minute this week. Ready? Last week I was a minute 15. So Yeah, you're not going to keep it under a minute. Ready? Yeah, yeah. Set, go. All right, first game, Memphis Temple over 59 and a half. Memphis's game's average 71.3. Temple's average 55.8. Give me the over 59 and a half. Arizona State plus 140. UCLA has the worst defense and the worst quarterback. If you're telling me I'm getting better better defense, better quarterback, plus money. Take it seven days out of the week. Boston College plus 15. Great little trend. I'm not going to get into it because I don't have the time. Just trust me. Trend hits at 60%, 15% return on investment over 15 years. Take Boston College. Wake Forest minus six and a half. That's just an eye test against FSU. USC minus eight. I think they're going to be a team that beats bad teams all year. Does terrible against good teams. And SMU minus 21. South Florida gives up over 500 yards per game. SMU is a 20-point per game differential. USF is minus 14. That's a six-shooter. 58 seconds. You have improved from your time last time, Danny. And before I get into mine, actually, since we are trendsetters on this program, why don't you give the folks that beautiful, beautiful trend they tell me before the show that actually leads you to some of these picks? Okay, so my Boston College pick, which I said there was a trend that is 15 years old, hits at 59% with a 15% return on investment. Conference road dogs catching seven points or more with a total under 48. Um, 384 to 265 and 13. Like I said, 59% cover rate, 15% return on investments. 
Conference teams are typically more familiar with each other, played a little more tight to the vest. There's actually two games this week that hits the system. We're looking at Mississippi State, and we're looking at Boston College. Another one to keep your eye on is Arkansas plus 18, but that totals at 48 and a half, so it actually does not fit the criteria. But again, half a point for 11, 11 points on the spread might be something to look into. I like that a lot, actually, Danny. And that kind of actually leads me to some of my picks here. So now it's my turn for my six year to return some fire to you, Danny. And I'll start this in five seconds. Five, if I'll, I'll hopefully keep it below a minute. Four. We'll see. Three, two, one, go. I'll give you two for one here real quick. Give me Michigan plus one and a half and plus 105 against Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin has a poor offense, anemic offense, as long as Graham Mertz is playing quarterback there. I will never take them to do anything. I'm also going to ride with you with Wake Forest and my six and a half. I believe that they're the best team in the ACC and, as of right now, have the best quarterback in the conference with Sam Hartman, with the best coach, not named Jeff Halfley, with Dave Clawson. The next one I'm going to take, I'm going to also ride with you as well. Boston College plus 15. I think they can win this game, but 15 points. I've seen that offense right now. I will not take them all whatsoever. And I'm going to take Mississippi, Ole Miss at plus 14. I think that Lane Kiffin is going to head over. It's in Tuscaloosa. They're going to win. They could win this game. They won't, but we got backdoor cover coming because Lane loves him some backdoors. And then what you're going to do, give me give me the Penn State Indian under a 53 and a half. I think there's going to be a lot of running in that game. I think the Penn State needs to kind of establish the run. And also Michael Panix is not particularly great. And when he's not throwing the ball, he's running it. So watch that to be a very quick game, a very low scoring game. And finally, give me Auburn plus three at LSU. I think this is going to be the beginning of the end of Coach O. I actually do primarily like Bonix actually in this spot. I know it's a, I know it's a road split. I know I'm betting against that trend, but I really don't believe in that offense, and I think Auburn is much more talented than them. You that were a little bit over the minute mark there. But... See, folks, here's the beauty of me being me being the editor. I can speed this up, and it could be longer than a minute or shorter than a minute or cut some stuff out, and trust me, I will cut some stuff out to beat this underneath a minute. But before we go, Dan, I think, you know, I think we want to start, you know, something really quick, you know, that we – as you know, responsible individuals here, we want to tell people what to stay away from because they might be a trap line. And a new segment we're going to call Better Beware. And I think this is we're both on the same page here. The one, the biggest game of the weekend outside the Alabama Ole Miss game is Arkansas and Georgia. Now, that game is weird primarily because Arkansas's quarterback is, we don't know if he's playing or not. It's also and their it's, wide receiver. And their wide receiver, too. I know Malik Hornsby is a very, very good QB, actually, at Arkansas. But Georgia has the number one offense in efficiency and the number one defense in efficiency. And against a Arkansas team that's missing their lead play caller, as well as probably their main wide receiver. But also, Sam Pittman has them playing outside of their minds. And Sam Pittman, since he's been hired, is, the, I think, the third highest coach ATS per record against the spread. Danny, you good with that? He's doing a good job. I wouldn't touch it. Obviously, if you take it early in the week and you get 18 and a half, and then the quarterback and receiver playing and it drops down to 13, you're going to be extremely happy. If you find out they're not playing and it's 21, you're not going to be very happy. I wouldn't touch this game no matter what. Even if they play, they're not going to be at full strength. <laughs> Arkansas is coming off a big win against Texas A&M. And I believe this is in Georgia, correct? It's in Georgia. They were in Dallas, Arlington last week, back-to-back -back road games. I wouldn't touch it, but I love I love me some Sam Pitt. 
I will say that. And I love Sam Pittman too. And Sam Pittman, as of this recording, is 11 and three against the spread since he got to Arkansas. With all those variables possibly being out, and his Georgia team might finally be the team for real. And uh, Darnell Washington's back in that corner from West Virginia, the All American they got from mm-hmm. West Virginia. Yeah, they're yeah. both back, both supposedly full goes this week. And that's a scary thing, too. The Georgia team had a lot of players out against Clemson and they're starting to get all their pieces back. So this is a game that it's a trap, folks. I'm not taking it. Danny's not taking it. Stacy's not taking it. Holly's not taking He's it. He's not taking it. And with that being said, folks, thank you guys so much for listening, for the love and support, and for listening to you know me and Danny just ramble on about our bets. Hopefully we do better this week. You know, I think I went seven seven and seven. Danny went six, six and one. Oh, yeah. So hope so hopefully we we do a little better this week that, you know, our, our underdog picks actually did do pretty well, but hopefully these thick boys can thicken up your waltz. For Danny, I'm Drake. We'll see you on Monday on Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody. And if you're having any adult beverages, have one for me, Sober October. If you're, if you're out there, you can